Welcome to today's episode of Strange As Fiction. I'm your host, Austin Miller, and today we're talking about Nintendo's not-so-family-friendly history. Nintendo is one of video gaming's most beloved and family-friendly brands, but their reputation hasn't always been so PG, let alone attached to video games. Long before video games, the 130-year-old company started out as a card manufacturer. In the late 19th century, when the government decided to legalize Hanafuda playing cards, Nintendo's soon-to-be founder, Fusahiro Yamuchi pounced on the opportunity, deciding to make and sell them himself. Prior to mass-producing the cards, the earliest Nintendo Hanafuda cards were made from mulberry tree bark mixed with soft clay, and the images were painted on rice paper by hand with the ink made from berries and flowers. Yamuchi had been a student of the game prior to their legalization. In other words, he was a gambler himself, and decided to open up shop in a small two-story building which sadly today has been bulldozed and turned into a parking lot. Much like poker, the Japanese card game Hanafuda attracted gambling in their version of the Mafia, the Yakuza. Yamuchi's Hanafuda shop was located on Aizu Kotetsu Kai territory, one of the oldest and most powerful branches of the Yakuza. The Aizu Kotetsu Kai is still an active criminal organization to this day. And although there was never any official connection or public agreement between the Yakuza and Nintendo, there certainly was an unofficial symbiotic relationship. It was like opening a candy shop in a neighborhood full of kids. The Yakuza became Nintendo's biggest customer. The constant supply of cards meant the fun never stopped for them and they could continue to grow their gambling operations. Likewise, Nintendo was able to increase profits, which would help them explore more products and revenue streams down the line, such as the infamous Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and Love Hotels? Yep, you heard it. Love Hotels are, well, exactly what they sound like. A designated spot for a nice daytime romp. Some of them even have bank-like tube systems that deliver the room keys for the utmost discretion. Could this be where Nintendo got its idea for the green tubes Mario travels through? Nah, probably not. But according to the history of Nintendo, local newspapers noted that it might have had an upside for the married Nintendo president. Quote, The only benefit Yamuchi might have derived from this is that this time he and his partners don't need to pay for the rooms. And that might, in the end, constitute a substantial saving. In other words, Yamuchi's frequent visits might be better served as tax write-offs rather than personal expenses. Oh, and did you think we were done with the Yakuza? Not just yet. You think an organization that dabbled in the sex trade didn't want a piece of Nintendo's love hotels? In fact, they tried to strike up a deal with a corporation that would allow their prostitutes to use Nintendo's hotels, once again bringing major business to Nintendo in a roundabout way. Hotels weren't the only product the company tested that revolved around love. In 1969, Nintendo released this little device that looks like a small handheld grocery scale. The product was supposed to be held by two people and test their love while they held hands. The needle would move anywhere from a 0 to a 100 to provide their love score. In actuality, it just measured their conductivity. Funnily enough, Nintendo actually snuck this product into several of its games decades later as an easter egg, including Pikmin 2, WarioWare, and Majora's Mask. Eventually, Nintendo began to focus on building toys and electronics, evolving into something much closer to what we know and love today. But their Kirby-like transformation wasn't complete just yet. Even if their Yakuza days were presumably behind them, they still had one more blip on the radar before completely abandoning the dark side. 1990s advertising. Now obviously making some Reggie ads doesn't hold a candle to running love hotels in cahoots with the Yakuza. However, the type of ads Nintendo ran in the 90s would definitely raise a few eyebrows today and have people saying, wait, that's Nintendo? At the time, they were at war with their biggest rivals, Sega. Rest in peace. 
Punk attitude was hotter than Topanga in the 90s, and Nintendo was feeling the punk spirit. Sexualized ads that had a woman tied to a bed, or other ads that said things like, keep it in your pants, or more fun than a ferret in your trousers. But around the 2000s, Nintendo began to solidify their new, cleaner image. But the past 20 years has shared a crown, if not surpassed Disney, as one of the most family-friendly entertainment brands in the world. If you like this episode, please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. And if you want to connect with me or ask me questions and suggest future episode topics, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Strangest Fiction. Until next time.